show will begin in five. Four. Three. Two. One. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. Hickory, Nickory, Doc, giving them all that we got. Kick them the door, try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it what is going on everybody welcome to thursday night crossfit talk on a monday night before we get into our recap a couple quick quick things one serious one fun one is thoughts and prayers out to cheryl nasso who is in the hospital if you have not seen her instagram story um she has been in there for a couple days they're running mega mega tests on her um she said she's had so much blood drawn i am waiting to get some updates from her but until then you know thoughts and prayers out to her and if you could join us in that that'd be awesome um she's a big part of this channel and we want to support her in everything that's going on with her right now so got that out of the way and uh now i can't remember the funny thing i was going to talk about but there it is. Um, so we are uh, we're here to to recap Rogue. We were supposed to do it last night, but Jamie got hooked up into a banquet that was so long they served two meals. Well, it was at Brody Hall at MSU, which is one of the cafeterias that the students go to, but it's open to the public. It's actually a pretty good deal. It's like 13 bucks a person. And they have like, it's like a buffet. Like, and there's like six different styles of food. So you can go in like the Italian aisle, the, you know, you can go in yeah. the home cooking aisle, you can go into the Mexican aisle. So we all, we, we did probably have at least two meals. Yes. <laughs> well, back in my day, the college cafeterias did not give you an option. There was one line. You got what they gave you, and you you liked it, whether you did or you didn't. Yeah, yeah. This so, is fancy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's fancy, but it's a lot. To, there's plenty to choose from. It's kind of it's kind of a cool, different way to do it. Instead of asking families to bring a dish, it's nice and easy. Walk in there, eat. Yeah, that would be awesome, because like ours, when I was in high school, like all of our banquets were, parents bring the the food, right, and mega potluck, and it yeah. So, and, but the funniest text I got from you was they just started awards and there's a huge stack of them. Paper plate awards. <laughs> so like he talks about like, this was after the awards, right? Like all, like all academic and all that, like the actual awards, they get their letter. Um, but he does paper plate awards and he like literally draws or prints like a funny picture and has a story for every kid and gives it out to every kid. And I was like, oh no this is going to be it. We got another hour. And that was like 10 minutes before we were supposed to start. I was like, I'm not making this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did. We only did that for seniors. Like it was senior and they were always gags, like some kind of yeah. gag, but yeah. 
Uh, Kenneth says, uh, I had great thoughts about Rogue, and then I've forgotten them all investing four hours into a Bears game last night. Welcome to my life. Yeah. That is, that is every Sunday for me. I invest three hours into suffering. Um, and yeah. So that's just the way life is. And we're on next week to the Saints, and Tyson's getting the start again. Is he? I was wondering. It's not like he played bad. I mean, there was a couple, ba- like, not great, you know, the interception. But I f- also feel like that that wide receiver t- ran the wrong route, possibly. Um, so I was kind of curious how, yeah. how that played out. Yeah, I – you know, that's so hard to judge. The one interception where – the, the receiver went deep. He threw short. That one, one of them was wrong. I don't know which right. one, but one of them was wrong. Um, I don't think he played awful. My, yeah, I don't either. And I know, like, there are rabid Tyson fans, and I love the kid. Like, I think he's amazing, but I love my Bears, too. And I think he is solid, and he is definitely earned a spot on any roster going forward. Like totally and that's where he came from to that in the NFL is massive. Like that is, and the Chicago radio station say this, that is a movie. Like what he has accomplished already is a movie. Nobody does that. <laughs> but to get to that next level of uh, someone who elevates his team, he's not there yet. And it doesn't mean he can't get there because he's a rookie playing in a, in a big stage for the first time in his life. But right now he needs a team that can elevate him. Agreed. Right. He's not that talent that can elevate a team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely needs a better O-line that can elevate him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm saying about that, about my favorite team in the whole world. Yeah. <clears throat> that that's my bears analysis for the the and if that was and if Valus Jones catches that ball in the end zone we have a whole different I know story today and if they don't whistle Dar- Darnell Moody down when he wasn't yeah. touched like there's two big plays that would have been touchdowns yeah and were taken away from him so you got see Kenneth see what you do to me see what you do to me <laughs> Under Rogue. Oh. We're finishing Rogue. <laughs> We're finishing Rogue. All right. So <clears throat> the last time we talked was Sunday morning before the seventh event. Let's go ahead. Hulk, Everybody Hulk. knows who won right now, right? Right. Pat, right. Pat and yeah, Laura won. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna go through how it how they got there. So we okay. opened up okay. with event seven, which was the rain soaked. Um, echo bike hall cans with the yep, fat yep. bells. Yep. Yep. The, the lunges in place, which I thought was a great substitution. I loved that. <laughs> loved that. So I actually think that probably was a better play than though. There's always with those, like people stepping through, not standing up. I loved the version that they chose. I think I actually would prefer that in general. Right. And then the hill turned into complete entertainment um, yeah. as it started with Laura and a slip and it actually benefited her by getting her down the hill much faster. 
And then the men made it their joy of the day by Chandler sliding down, giving his high school prom pose. Um, Roman giving the thumbs up, sliding on his back. Mm -hmm. Um, What? That was so much fun. And I really liked that they did it in the rain. They went ahead. They, They were all things they could do in the rain. I love that they did it because it reminded me of my childhood, going in the backyard, playing football, in the rain, sliding, slipping. That, to me, was a blast. Yep. yep. <clears throat> and in that event, um, it was Laura who took the victory, correct? Laura and Dalen won that. Yeah. Dalen barely over Roman. Yeah. Well, he's in a different heat. heat. heat one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, that was that was the the last pick I got wrong on the shot caller. Oh, was I picked Roman, so I missed it by one. Um, but that was the last pick I got wrong for Sunday, and I still couldn't catch Lex. <laughs> so where'd you end up in that? Twenty uh, fourth or twenty seventh? Wow, something like that. Like I did pretty good, but I think Lex finished thirteenth. And then in the lineup, she finished ten, second. Nice. In the top yeah. 10? Like second, like number two. That's yeah, awesome. top 10. Yes, yes. Now I'm now I'm with you on the same. There we go. So, yeah. So, we started with that. And on, the, on Laura, that was hers, like, from beginning to end. And you knew yeah. if it came down yeah. to the bike, she was going to dominate the bike. Um which she did mm-hmm. um, to win that. Then we moved to what was Big going to be pegboards mm-hmm. turned into handstand walk, mm-hmm. um, which the other elements were, gosh, it's hard to remember back. <clears throat> I should have pulled this up, but what was the first part of that? This was the box jump. Yes. Um, Tall box jump. Yeah. And stand walk. It was going to be the hill run. Yes. And they took that out because of what the slipping and just went around the pylon to come back. Mm-hmm. So this ended up being Daniel Brandon's workout. Thank God I saw the switch and I got into the heat one app uh, and got that changed quickly. Um, and then I changed it to Tudor, but switched it to to Hoffer just in time. But either wow. way, I would have been one or two. Yeah. Um, so that ends with Danielle dominating that. Tia, and then I, I was really impressed with Laura on her hands, keeping yeah. up with Tia. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a great improvement. But I ask you this, in a race so close, if that's a pegboard instead of a handstand walk, Laura beats Tia, and we don't have the tie going into the end. Possibly. With Laura's rock climbing, her pegboards are flawless. I think Tia's are pretty darn good, too. And I will say, I (laughs) I think both of them would have been better at pegboards than they were were at handstand walk. I feel like for Tia, handstand walk is always somewhere 
an event that she doesn't win. Like so, we're used to that. Well, in the tailgate party, they talked about how she has improved her handstand walk since we last yes. saw her. That she is normally like head up, walking through, and and I think it was Annie and Katrin that her head was down, and she was much faster on her hands now than she's ever been in the past. Yeah. yeah. They were like, now we're talking about a Tia that's progressing. Which is scary. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's been one of her, it's not even a whole, she's usually still like top five, six. She just isn't, I mean, and nobody's really on Danielle Brandon's but um, level, but yeah, it's it's been one of her not best finishes historically. And, and she did good, but so did Laura. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought they both did great in that. I just think the pegboard would have been a different outcome, probably close, but I think Laura gets her. Yeah. Personally. Um, yeah. On the men's side, Victor Hoffa, Hoffer went ape, killed it. Tudor killed it. Um, they took first and second in that event. Um, and then we had Jay Crouch, who had a phenomenal weekend. Phenomenal mm -hmm. weekend. Um, Dallin Pepper and Ricky Garrard. Dallin, after a very slow start, had a great Sunday. He did have a really good Sunday. Um, to that end, I feel like Ken asked something about that. He said, are athletes trying a new strategy of just trying to dominate the last event and hope to come out at first? Colton at Crash, Dalen at Rogue, Laura at the Games, et cetera, et cetera. Just trying to dominate the last event. Well, Laura didn't win the last event at, Ro at the Games. But she beat Tia. Oh, well, she did. Oh, know. at Laura at the Games. Yeah. <laughs> And Dallin Laura did at the it. game last day. I don't think that that's a strategy. I think that the fittest people are going to do the best on Sunday. There's an element to, like Jamie is a great Sunday athlete because she recovers so quickly. I mean, not, not to brag on you, but that's one of your strengths in live competition that you're able to bounce back and your Sundays are your best days because of your fitness level. And I would say the same thing about your Tia's, your Laura's, your Pat's, your Dallin's. The fittest people are going to still be strong on the last day where others are going to be wilting. Yes. Like, like Pat. I mean, it is always. Sure. Well, we'll talk about Pat in a second. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But yeah, I, so I think that. Um, Is, was there several people sick too? I feel, I also feel like a couple of them may have came in a little bit under the weather and felt better by Sunday than they, so their performances on Friday or Thursday or Friday, Friday didn't quite do them justice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
the only one I know that was sick for sure was Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest, it would be a guess. Mm-hmm. But I know they interviewed somebody and I thought, wow, they sound congested. And I can't I remember I who heard, that was. <laughs> I think I heard people saying that about Tia. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Danny was too. Yeah, but her I good events don't really require a lot of breathing. Right. Except for that over-under that she just crushed. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, so, yeah. So, Carolyn said Freyova was sick. Yeah, that was so a very underwhelming performance. And for her, and I really thought she would do more. But if she was sick, that explains a lot. And that's a big travel for the, for her too. And I don't think, yep. unless you're um, Lazar, Jukic, you don't come a month ahead of time to prepare for Rogue. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we, we did talk about this there on, on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Um, the deadlift took way too long. They definitely have to figure that out. Well, somehow. Ken asked, which was harder to get through, dual three or max deadlift? As a spectator? As a spectator, I would say the max deadlift. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is they got better for the men on the dual three they were much not whoever went second, whoever went second was much quicker than the first group that went. But I will say what was even harder was the women, the women's clean cleanup. Mm-hmm. My I, God. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Jamie, I said, and we're, so let's jump to that. The okay. cleanup, which was three rounds of 25 dubs, five power cleans. 225, 155. And then we went two rounds of squat cleans, same weight, and then one round of clean and jerks. Uh They had one bar and the people brought their own jump rope. To reset that bar and wipe it out, wipe it off takes five seconds. Maybe 15 if you wanted extra clean. Why was it taking... 10 minutes in between rounds for them to bring the next heat out that like (laughs) you can ask Jamie, these are real tweets to her. This is a fast reset. I need to be able to do something else with my day than just sit here watching this. And it was, that was atrocious. Agreed. Atrocious. There's no excuse for that. They had to figure out who the next group was. I'll give them that to some degree. The deadlift, the rule set up, they had to go through that many bars. They went through that many bars. But that clean, good Lord, no excuse. Carolyn has your... (sighs) So the top athletes get more rest is what you're saying. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The first heats are going sooner after their event than the last heats. That was, that was, if we're going to be, and there, there are a couple of things I can be critical on rogue for the delays in those three events were so bad. So bad. Also, it was nice out at that point, correct? Well, you saw sun coming through the drapes, but I don't know what it was actually like there. Carolyn would be able to tell us that. I mean, I heard a lot of complaints about the about the fans there unable to really view the final workout. Jake said media was so hard to get for that event. Wish you would have called me, Jake. I had I had two slots and we didn't use them. I would have hooked you up, brother. Uh I had heard that too, that that was the time cap set for the 175 and then they didn't shorten it, which is. I mean, that's fine, but everybody was done six, seven minutes in and and it just, it's, I said to you on the stream, like all those fans are standing on that concrete for such a long time. Like that's brutal. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather work out than stand on concrete. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she said it was really cold uh, and announcing some rain still. You just couldn't have started the event and then have weather issues. So they made the call early to put it inside. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it going inside. Yeah. Okay. So we finished up with this event on the men's side. Pat had a really big lead. He did. And, and he almost velnered it. I know. I was so nervous. <laughs> He gets to the last rep and he can't get the jerk. Very reminiscent of last year. Mm -hmm. And I saw on Barbell Spin, it was eight seconds away from him losing first place. Holy cow. Eight seconds longer to get that clean and jerk up and Jeff Adler would have won. Wow. Wow. Insane. And he had a huge lead going into that. Yeah. <laughs> 60 points. Like, I was like, oh, there's no way he can lose us. And he tried. He did. He, he all, and, and it, he was doing so good. Like, he didn't fall off a log. He didn't do any of the other typical Vellner things. Mm-hmm. And, pff, he velnered the last rep again. It's now it's now a verb. It's not a name. It's a verb. And so, um, yeah, Sarah says classic velner choked on the last rep, but velner is the man. Go Canada. Yeah, he is. Like he deserves a win. He was great all weekend, but dang, if you're a huge velner fan, your heart was in your throat on that last. That last rep. And then we have Jeff Adler in second. And we have Roman Krennikov in third. Same podium as the games. 
in same fourth place as the games. I know. On the outside looking in. And what was the point differential on that? They were tied. It they only tied. was. Yes. It, I think Brett was, Brent was so. Win, and Brent didn't. <clears throat> yep. I think Brent needs to ask Jeff what those Russian phrases were that got Roman all riled up so that he can use them at the next competition. Yep. Because that is two times where Brent should have, could have, might have, and didn't. Dalen uh, screwed him over. Yep. Dang. <laughs> and then Ricky Garrard, 565. So it was really that top four, and then it was down almost 50, 45 points to fifth. Um, so a big chunk. Well, it was pretty close, 5, 6, 7, 8. 565, 555, 545. Yeah, but there was definitely a delineation from the top four to the next group. Yeah, from four to five, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, and so just to finish out the top 10, Ricky Garrard fifth, Travis Mayer sixth, Jason Hopper seventh, Talon Pepper eighth, Jay Crouch tenth, ninth, Noah Olson, in maybe his last individual event, finishes top 10. Good for him. Very Noah. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the women's side where we came in with two ties, two ties to um, entering the last event. There was a tie between Laura and Tia for first, and there was a tie between Emma Lawson and Gabby Magawa for third. So, so two big races going down. Emma Lawson outduels Gabby Magawa by taking second in the final event. So impressive the way she moves with that barbell mm -hmm. for a smaller athlete. Um, to take second was really impressive. And then Gabby Magawa took sixth. So Emma Lawson finishes with 650. Gabby Magawa 630. And then we had Tia and Laura side by side. And... What I loved about this part was that Laura pushed the pace. Tia tried to keep up mm -hmm. and Laura broke her. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> to the point where Tia misses a rep on the last set, gets a no rep, and actually then falls from second to third. Mm -hmm. uh, and Laura gets the win. And so <clears throat> I loved that part of it for Laura. I think that duel probably did more for her confidence than anything else through the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so watching, watching Tia I would move, I'm like, oh, gosh, for her, in her head, she's probably thinking of her final versus Kara jump rope kettle like 
can't mess up. Definitely can't mess up on the jump rope. And and when she talks about that, and she says like, you know, well, I guess it was Caro who said like, you made your bed. Like you gotta go keep up that pace. And I think they both felt like it was a blistering pace. And I'm sure that was running through Tia's head. Like, this is fast. Can I hold on? But I mean, you ha- she had to try. Um, Carolyn comes in. Uh, Tia's squats aren't quite there yet. Uh, you could tell the squat cleans were much harder for her than usual. Same with back squat in event two. I think that's probably one of the movements that's taking the longest to get back. But it was a great finale. And Laura yeah. really, it was more, it was more the mental that I was impressed with, with Laura. Cause I know like physically she's going to do well in that event, but mentally knowing that that's her event and to push the pace with Tia, that was what was different for me. Yeah, she just looked super confident. I think she knew she had it from so, three, two, one, go. So Laura first, Tia second, Emma third, Gabby fourth, Alex Kazan fifth. Super impressed with that. That's two comps in a row. She's fifth with elite athletes. That's got to do a ton for her confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Carey sixth. What a comeback. This weekend started a little bit slow, um, but made a nice comeback. Um, Daniel Brandon seventh, Ariel Lowen eighth, Danny Spiegel ninth, and Mano Anganese tenth. Another impressive performance. Mano. Mm-hmm. Many people that, wouldn't top ten for her. Finish. Yeah, not the best finish. Two sixteenths to finish out the weekend, but before that, she was crushing it. Mm-hmm. So, there's some questions in the chat that I do want to get to, um, because this is something we kind of talked about, and it's Sarah Cooper who says, what do you think of the programming overall since the scores were so tight? And you and I have had text conversations, and I want you to be honest. (laughs) It's not even solely the programming. I, I mean, I had had issues with the whole comp, and I, I don't want to bash it. I mean, I everyone had their frustrations with watching, and we can't do anything with weather. They made the best of every situation they could. They could there. I kind of wish things. I I feel like you need to have proper backup plans in place. Um, just like removing like a rope climb and I mean, I feel like that week before this weather had to have come up and you really needed to like dial in some alternatives rather than just, okay, we'll we'll take this out if we need to, or I don't know if handstand walk was always the alternate there. Um, but yeah, I, we said this the other day, like the scores go from like a first to a 17th and that's all across the board pretty much. I don't think there's anyone without a something out of the top 10. So, which is good and bad. Like you're getting a broad, broader, maybe um, range of testing. It's not clearly just one person's wheelhouse that's able to come in. And And I will say there was like multiple workouts that had like, something that somebody would maybe was great at with something else that they weren't. And that was kind of cool to see. Like it wasn't just a runaway except for maybe like the Hoffer and Brandon one, but that was an 
alternate workout. Um, yeah, they have never handstand walked at Rogue. So I, I'm like curious, was that a super last minute change to that? Was that always their backup plan? Um, I don't know. So I, so I was listening to the tailgate party. Josh Bridges was on almost all day Sunday. And he said that there are elements that they're holding in their back pocket so that they can, they can surprise people by bringing them out. They don't want to okay. be like known at just this. It's going to be that they want to hold back some so that they can pop them in as like a surprise. I can and that, see that. that is a strategic thing done by the programmers. Um, and, and Josh was very honest on the tailgate party thing. Like, cause there's questions in here about from Kenneth about, uh, too many people involved in it, too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't think so. I think that it's a very collaborative effort. One, Josh and Chris, Josh Bridges, Chris Spieler, don't know the equipment at their disposal. So you have to have Katie involved to say, hey, we want to feature this element, like the fat bells. Mm -hmm. I thought those were awesome. I thought I those like, I like those a lot. I that added a ton to that event, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that they wanted to feature. And so now you've got to come up with a workout that features that element, right? And mm -hmm. Katie was involved with the programming as much as Josh and Chris. The three of them collaborated on everything. And Josh was very open about who came up with what ideas, when and where, as they were going through the competition. And, and I'm sure... Carol, Carolyn can talk to this. They tested and realized things were too heavy. Things were not right. They made changes after sh she did testing with them. Um, so I think that that is, I, I think it's better when it's more than one person, especially for events like this. You need, you need people willing to not be yes men though right. like um because then it's almost like it is one person so if you're gonna speak up and uh or and put your foot down and really like ha back up your reasonings for certain things then yeah i think i think it could be great to have because i mean one one person may be a little biased in the way they program and and getting that broadened out a little bit i i think it could be good um, what was I, I think say? Uh, I think Josh and Chris are very similar type athletes. They don't program what you would necessarily think for themselves. Um, so I think that's where Katie comes in. Yeah, Josh. I feel like Josh always liked squatting, though. Um, and I you see that a lot. Well. He's a big believer in squats. He talks about it. Like mm -hmm. yeah. he thinks it's the most fundamental movement in CrossFit and squatting should be a part of every day. And he talked about the collaborations they did. And I don't, and I don't think there were yes men. I think that it was yeah. a, a true collaboration where they went back and forth on different things. How did, I mean, did Josh have any opinion about the change in workouts? Does, I mean, does he feel like it 
took away what their testing goal was. So he talked a lot about removing the rope climb from the duel. Mm -hmm. um, and he said that their biggest goal on that was just to make it judge free. And I think like even removing the rope climb even went further for that. And I think we got to see like a pretty good show and he seemed very happy with how that turned out. But he also was talking Sunday about that they couldn't just, the reason they added handstand walks in and didn't just eliminate pegboards is they couldn't just keep taking gymnastics out. A hundred percent. So they had to find something to keep. And he said they had multiple contingency plans depending on if things were altered earlier in the weekend or not. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so that if, you had to alter something earlier in the weekend. It may affect how it was altered later in the weekend. When was the decision on the final workouts weight made? <clears throat> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Josh did speak to that. What they had done to their shoulders through the weekend made them believe they needed to lower the weight. So nobody had tested the weekend in a, in a hole and I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't, that would be a Carolyn question if she's still here. Cause she was there all weekend to do testing. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But he said that they realized the fatigue on the shoulders as they got into the weekend was going to be too much. Did the men's weight get lowered as well? Yes. It was going to be 255, 170. 175. 170. It might have been 175, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn, we're talking about uh, the final event, the cleanup. Do you know when they changed the weight? <clears throat> and I did the well, workouts essentially back to back in two days. Yeah, um, Katie actually commended you that she thought you would need more rest, but because you're a school teacher and that your training is compressed, you actually liked it better faster. And so she was in awe of the way you did testing. She said that on, I think it was with uh, Josh and them on the tailgate. So if you didn't see That's that, awesome. kudos. she was really um, ramping you up. That's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that I know that that's what Josh, because Pat asked him um, straight up, why did you lower the weights? And he said, listen, their shoulders are wrecked. We did not think it was going to be a completely different test if we would have done that. And people mm -hmm. would probably would not have been able to finish. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they probably would have finished in the 14 minute cap that they had set. It just, it would have been much slower, much paced. It wouldn't have been the race we saw. 
You probably would have saw more fail. I mean, I guess it still would have sort of been a race, but like you probably would have seen more fails on the final bar, the final round. Um, and that's, I think we saw enough fails on the final bar. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, we saw enough fails at the weight we had. I honestly can't imagine what it would have looked like at the other weight. I can't remember who said it, but they if it would have been heavier, it would have been more paced. You may not have gotten yeah. as many misses because it's just a different stimulus getting mm -hmm. there. Right? It would have been more slow and methodical as opposed to a sprint. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, Jay Birch says, that's teachers for you. 30 minutes for lunch. Go, go, go. Um, so, yeah. So, so do you have everything out you wanted to get out about programming? Yep. Okay. couple things about the broadcast. I forgot how good Pat Sherwood could be. He is so good at letting other people shine. That tailgate broadcast was magnificent. It was just so cool the way he let Rich and Jason and Annie and Katrin and um, all of them. I'm, I'm missing a million of them. The way he let them shine. And by Sunday, they were telling so many funny stories. Like, I almost wish they would. So what would happen is, like, when there were the delays, they would, like, shut down their broadcast for five minutes. Oh. And they'd come back. If they would have kept that going, I probably wouldn't have cared. Yeah. The way they were ripping on Kalipa, like, I could have listened to that all day. Because I guess in the Legends, Rich passed Kalipa on like the last five meters to the finish line. And Kalipa turned like with these wide eyes and was like, bro. <laughs> and they were just ripping them, ripping them. That's awesome. Uh, it was, it was so good. It's everything like that. I remember from my high school locker room, just like everybody shooting the shit, having a good time. It just was awesome. And it added a, a nice alternative to like Adrian's very analytical um, color commentary. Because yeah, like yeah. if I had to rewind, I had to go with the main broadcast. So I got a little bit of both. And like Adrian is very much about level one, you know, how the back should be set for a deadlift bar over knees, blah, you know, like all of that stuff, which is really cool in one aspect. And then this gives you an alternative. So you can kind of, it's cool to bounce back and forth between the two. <coughs> so um, there's that. There was some glitchiness at times. And sometimes all the angles would not be synced because one feed was a little faster than the other feed or, based on bandwidth, uh, which made it weird because I'd think that this person was ahead, but then I'd look on this screen and know they're a little bit behind. And then, you know, and I don't know which one's true. And, yeah. you know, so that was a little weird, but still a effort, um, a minus execution. And uh, I would definitely buy it for any event 
that I would at, at 25 bucks, like that's my wife and I go into the movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And this gets me a whole weekend. Definitely worth it. Um, there was a question here about Bethany. Um, what do you think about Bethany just bowing out on multiple workouts and the hopper box tap versus chip timer debate? So I think that became an issue. The box tap versus the chip timer became an issue when they had the Wi-Fi issues, uh, as Sarah is saying. So I think if there wouldn't have been the Wi-Fi issues, the boxes wouldn't even have been there. Right. <clears throat> I think the boxes were there in a contingency if they couldn't get the Wi-Fi up. This is me. This is me riffing or guessing, but I because eventually they did go with the chip timers on the duel. So mm-hmm. I think it was only a controversy to us because we didn't understand what was going on behind the scenes. Right. To everybody else, everybody was fine. Yep. Well, we think, um, I mean, we did see some of the women reaching for the box. So again, it goes back to what, how were they briefed? I agree. I, but, but. I liked that they touched the box. It made it, it gave a better look. Mm-hmm. Like the complaint we had with MFC about not knowing when they were at the end, at least yes. when they touched the box, box, you had a clue. Yeah. Right. Even though the chip timer was really what the, the answer was, at least it looked like they were trying to finish and hit a buzzer. Yeah. Um, Did you want to talk about that? Bethany bowing out of events. Uh, Sure. Did, okay, sure. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I guess I'm confused because I feel like in the past, Rogue has had minimum work requirements. Wasn't that an issue with Laura? And she was essentially out of the comp. That was year one. That was yeah. 2018. So they, so <laughs> they didn't like that, and they were like, "We're not." not doing that anymore, not getting, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it was, I feel like it was heavy, so I can't blame the girl. Um, but she bowed out of two lifts. That was the deadlift. And what was the other The back, the back squat, the back squat. Um, and she, she did the final workout. She just wasn't fast. I, she, she got through it. Listen, she was invited. She gets to accept the invitation. She's from Austin. So rogue paid for her to go home and see her family. Enjoy it. <laughs> She's never been able to do it in the past because of health or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about her back squatting, Carolyn. I, that's how I would have done it. I would have had to try to work my way up to maybe PR and hit, hit the squat. Like, again, it's, 
the very, very top have gotten so strong. And I know people want to push the weights, but like not everyone can do those weights. And like, to me, it's, it's this, what kind of athlete do you want there? I I did talk to you about this, Scott. Like, I feel like the, I, I guess I can't even say this, the qualifier didn't necessarily get one type of athlete in there because I think both Hoffer and Tudor came in out of the qualifier and they're different athletes, but it's going to, it's almost always going to lend itself to getting one. The qualifier is going to lend itself to getting at least one big, strong power athlete in. And I, like he's for me, I get frustrated watching Tudor work out. He like, he's not fit. I don't, I don't want to see that to me. That's like watching a strong man workout or like, like he's, he's strong, but he can't, he can't keep moving. And for me, CrossFit is doing multiple and doing it fast and going back and forth between movements. So I get frustrated with things like that. Bethany's a good CrossFitter. She just is, doesn't have that top end strength. True. Arguably one of the top, like her, when you get like a, uh, not triple three, what's the one that she did so good at the regional repeat? Um, why can't I think of the name of it? A lot of reps. Um, it went from like pull-ups to that. You have the heavy dumbbell short finish with the shoulder to overhead. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I don't know why I can't think of the name of that workout. Maybe uh, Carolyn can think of it. Um, the, and that's the thing, uh, Ken. What about someone who can move but can't lift, like an earlier Haley Adams? So, and it just really depends on how the sport wants to push for. Because, like, it, and I, I know I'm biased, and I know other people really like to see the list, but, like, I will always want to see a Haley or a Sam Briggs, like, out there moving, moving well, moving 90% for them probably better than and that's the other thing you see you see people just shut tutor down because he can't they can move what's heavier for them faster than tutor can because he just falls apart um and i think that's crazy impressive to see the repetitive reps out of someone who isn't the strongest athlete i think like it's all optics right if Bethany would have walked up to the deadlift bar, tugged on it, and went, nope, don't have it in me, and walked away, it's a different optic than just waving to the crowd and not attempting. Yeah. Like, so if she would have done that, I would have been fine with it. You yeah. Can't lift it, you're done. Um, if she would have went to the back squat, tried to get it up off the thing, and it and couldn't, then that's that's different than stripping off the weight and doing half and then trying to leak up and never attempting the the full weight right i so i think it's all about optics if you just go under the bar look like you're going to try and you go to like lift it and it just doesn't go i think we're all we're all fine with that yeah yeah 
Kenneth, I would a hundred percent rather watch Hunter McIntyre at Rogue. Yeah, she does not like Tudor. I think Tudor. Not... I think Tudor is twenty years old, and he needs someone to take him under their arm and make him fit, make him run, make him row, make him bike until the wheels come off. Instead, I actually kind of like the kid. Yeah. I just, th that's exactly it. Like, yeah, I, he's just like so one-sided. I mean, he can handstand walk and lift heavy. Um, I just want to see, see him get fitter. Right. And I would say at the same age, Haley was the same one-sided photo negative. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he did leave Townsend, Kenneth. But but if you so, so if I think Haley should go to Townsend, <laughs> Tudor should go to Mayhem. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's. That's my belief. Um, Jay Birch wants to know, how does he get in the competition? So I think she's over-exaggerating that he's not fit. He's fitter than most of us. He, but he, his, fit, his weakness is muscle endurance. And he poops out and workouts pretty fast along the way. Unless it's his wheelhouse, like handstand walking, stuff like that. Um, and I think in most of these qualifiers, they're not long chippers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got to do video review, you got to do all that stuff. So you condense the workout down into a time frame that's actually better for Tudor. Mm -hmm. Look at me being an analyst. Good job. Yes, she does. And I think they're biased to heavy. Rebecca needs um, time for too. She's getting stronger. She is. I she amazes me. I mean, we talked to her in Pasadena, and she is much stronger than she was last year. Mm -hmm. But the field's just getting stronger too. Mm -hmm. And and everybody said this year's semifinals were for the bigger, stronger. Mm -hmm. athletes but yeah and that's and that's where like i guess the sport needs to like really figure out how they how they want to what kind of athlete they want to keep promoting because people do are just keep pushing the weight and that's probably why people like tutor don't necessarily back off from that because they want to stay strong um if gymnastics prowess got pushed more You'd see you'd see a different athlete. I don't I don't know that I love the. Did, oh, Rebecca. Yeah, she did qualify for Waterpalooza. Good for her. I don't know. Just it's just for me like the one reps like I'd like go do that at a powerlifting or a. Olympic weightlifting competition. Um, but that's just well, I, will, I will tell you this too. And during the tailgate, you have people like Rich and Josh 
and Matt talking about how the athletes out on the floor tower over them. Like those used, they're like, they kept saying, those used to be the anomaly, mm-hmm. right? You're too tall to CrossFit. And now everyone's tall. Yep. Like you look at Matt and Josh compared to Hopper and Yella. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Um, yeah, Jay Birch, the men are huge. And yellow was even wearing a vest to reduce all the swelling. (laughs) That was so funny. So I know Jay Birch was there. I know Carolyn was there. How hot was it this weekend before Sunday? If yellow's wearing an ice vest, like how hot was it? Um, so the last thing I I want to talk about with you is coming into this, we said that Laura was in a lose-lose situation and Tia was in a win-win. If Tia won, it's just Tia being Tia. If Uh Tia didn't win, it was because she had a baby five months ago. Right. If Laura won... It was because Tia had a baby five months ago. And if Laura lost, it was, you can't even beat Tia when she had a baby five months ago. Right. And here we are where Laura makes a comment at the end of Rogue saying that this meant more to her than the games because she was able to beat Tia. And everybody said that her games victory didn't count because Tia wasn't there. And she's being ridiculed online for those comments and everybody is doing the thing we said was going to happen before we even came into this weekend. And, um, here we are. So what are your thoughts? 80 to 90% humidity, 89 degrees. That's hot. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's warm. I would be, back to being scared if I was the rest of the women. I I think she's going to be untouchable again come the games. Let me let me be devil's advocate. What does it do for Tia did not lose for 7 years? 17 to two, so I don't know. Maybe 6 years, right? did not lose an in-person competition in like seven, six or seven years. Yeah. <clears throat> she got beat. Regardless of the situation, someone beat her. And the person that beat her is going to get to con- compete against her again. Does that give her enough of an edge knowing it's possible? Just knowing that it's possible. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, nobody else beat Tia. No, no. And Laura well, did. They all, I mean, people beat Tia and Nibet. The, That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. 
it's not like Tia always wins every single event. And that's at some point, those kind of like, if when you do go, like Ariel said it, maybe that was the, one of the big things that was huge for Ariel. The fact that she won um, in the Fran on the, or not the Elizabeth. parallel. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because I think that did something huge for Ariel's confidence. Like when you, when you take someone down that everyone thinks is unbeatable, even if it's just one event, that's you, you, you do find like chinks in their armor and you're like, okay, well, clean some things up here, there. And she isn't unbeatable. Right. And, and that's another thing that was said in the, um, in the tailgate party by Annie over and over. Like she would get upset if someone said, this person's unbeatable. And Annie would yeah. say, nobody is unbeatable. Right. And Annie competed with that attitude. Yeah. Right. And that's why she was so good for so long. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but you have, like, you have to, it's like when Tiger Woods went on his run, though, nobody, none of those golfers could beat him. So they didn't believe they could. Then all of a sudden there's some chinks in the armor and people start beating them. And then it becomes more regular because people know it's possible. Mm -hmm. I just think that, that there's a lot to mindset in this game. And when Matt comes out in that red, the red shorts and the white shirt, like he's, he's a God to those kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Same with Tia. You come out in those colors and every, and when you see them not in those colors, your your mind plays tricks on you like this is not right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I think that, that that could go a long way. But I do yeah. agree with Carolyn on this. There's still such a gap between T and Laura and the rest of the field. Not many people coming between them. Which makes... That's what makes Laura's hole so bad. Correct. Because you can hang with Tia on everything else, but she's not going to get more than five or 10 points on anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, what well, I will maybe, say here, Maybe that's where I, they need Peace Corps. Uh, <laughs> not going there. Just like people who come and say Adler's no longer the fittest. People have been dogging on Adler since he won the damn games because it should have been Romans. I'm so sick of this. Jeff Adler's freaking fit. And he deserved that championship and he beat everybody who could make it to the end. I agree. Um, Carolyn says, people are always trying to bring Laura down. She is so fit and deserves all the credit. There's events nobody is close to her, including Tia. I completely agree. And this, all, I will say, last night before the Bears game, they interviewed Tyson Bajan, and they asked him, like, what did his father give him? And he said, my father gave me unrealistic expectations that I could make it. Hmm. And look at him now. He's met those unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. So mindset can make a huge difference in a career. 
It can, yes. The women's field is not deep enough. Laura needs lots of help of people going between her and Tia, and there's just not that many who do. Yep. Emma's trying to break in there, and she does. Yeah. And I think Alex Kazan's going to take some wins um, for sure. And I think Emma Carey is getting better and better. Um, so I think there are some people that, that, and if Mal comes back and if Haley comes back, yep, there's yep. definitely going to add some people to the mix. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Is that all I have to say about that? It is. But it's going to be, the thing I don't want to happen is for Tia to run away with next year's games. I had so much fun at this year's games because, um, because it was unknown who was going to win. Yeah, there was a race. It, what more could you ask for being tied going into the last event? Right. Like these last few competitions, the games, Rogue, like these have been fun events to watch because the, the end is not determined until we get to Sunday. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, Kenneth Delap says, Gazan has passed Carrie as our American woman hope. You think? Is that what you think? You think? <laughs> Did we forget that Ariel podiumed last year? I was year? wondering, are we like, is it Ariel? Her out with crash? <laughs> and what I will say is, I think Alex is a freak of an athlete. And when she figures it all out, it's going to be pretty amazing. But lest we forget, Emma has been a freak of an athlete for years, sustained a back injury, and is still is on her way back. And she keeps getting better and better with every competition. And she finished one place behind Alex. One place. And that was 40 points. So, and I, and I love Alex. Alex is awesome. I want her to be awesome. But I love Emma too. Emma is one of the first guests we've ever had on the show. Um, so there's some loyalty there as well. Um, Sarah says that uh, Jake said Alex really took a hit when pegboards were pulled. I I agree, and I agree that Laura did too. And he says Paige Powers. I was hoping she'd finish top ten this weekend. I didn't. I didn't love what I saw this weekend there. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would agree. But. I don't know where she's at in her training. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. Um, and I wouldn't say creeping up like Paige jumped from like 25th, 24th to 10th. That's mm -hmm. not a creep. That's a, that's a leap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but for the first time, there's going to be a lot of Americans in the top 10 in a while on the women's side but on the men's side it just seems to be all that maple leaf stuff i know <laughs> that it's like the women of iceland of the 
mid-teens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now it's the men of maple and bacon. So I was just trying to get a rise out of Sarah. So um, there was something out. There was, I can't remember now. Shoot. There was something said on the tailgate that I wanted to bring into this, but I forgot what it was now. <sighs> He's got to get that strength up, man. Ricky Mack, yeah. 2024, I'm calling it now. He's got to get the strength up. He's going to get what happens is there's so many of these big guys now the hoppers, the Romans, the that like that, that the duel would highlighted it so bad for Ricky. He was way more athletic than all of them over, under, and sprinting, gets to the sandbag and just isn't as fast grabbing it and going. Well, it'll be programming dependent. You're correct. <laughs> but he was amazing over and under and running. He had a huge mm -hmm. lead every single duel to the sandbag. It was just, and then he made one bobble and it was all yeah. over. Yeah. Because he was my shot caller on that. And and I texted, I texted Jamie, if he could just get the bag in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not watch TDC Weekend Review today. I have not um, either yet. I usually grab it as soon as it comes out, but I was really busy at work today. Same. He did. It's it's the raw strength, Sarah. He did well in the sandbag ladder at the games. He did. But the sandbag ladder, for some reason, didn't mean you had to be big. Like Jacqueline Dahlstrom proved to us that it, it was about getting the technique right of getting that up. <laughs> it's how fast the other athletes just like grab that sandbag and toss it. And for Ricky, it's, it's concerted effort getting yes. that up off the ground and into the bag or into the bin. Yep. And his, and his room for error is so small on that, that he, um, like when he bobbled the one bag that cost him moving on. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not that he can't do it. It's his room for error on those events is teeny tiny. So, well, cool. Holy shit. We went an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know. Oh, well, well, this is supposed to be a quick one and you haven't eaten yet. You're I probably going to eat. I'm, I'm struggling. You. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it's been fun, guys. Thank you all for being in the chat. Um, be with us on Thursday. We'll probably be giving away another mystery pack of mint trading cards. We'll come up with a good trivia question for that. Uh, Andrew Sten won last week. And then in our roundtable show, uh, who was it? I have it right here. Chelsea Miller won today a pack. So... They will be getting a mystery pack of trading cards. And thank you, Kenneth. Prayers and thoughts for Coach Cheryl. Mm -hmm. And we hope she recovers soon and is out of the hospital. 
With that, we will see everybody next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.